Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. And welcome to the Sonic Society, episode 482. I'm your host, David Alt. And I'm the conjoined host, Jack Ward. <laughs> welcome. We start everything off this week with the second episode of The Song of Noughts, a very clever audio drama where the protagonists try to save the universe of song using their original music. I suppose it should be noted that if this is your first time to the Sonic Society, we showcase the very best in modern audio drama from around the world. If you go to sonicsociety.org, you'll find over a hundred links to various producers and radio drama production companies. Is this about the time we should mention that we're getting closer to our 500th season episode? How would you like to celebrate? Well, I'm wondering if we could get a bunch of people to share with us their favorite memories, record something either on their phone or on a microphone, producers, writers, actors, any... And all Sonic Society members, if you've loved or appreciated the Sonic Society, please share your story with us. Yes, that's a brilliant idea. Send them, please, to sonicsociety at gmail.com in an attachment. Or message me, Jack Ward, on Facebook, or either David and I on Twitter, if you prefer to send us your memories a different way. But you've got plenty of time. By my calculations, the 500th will be beginning of January. 2017. Only fitting as we began halfway through the year 12 years ago. How time passes, but we're running out of time right now. So without further ado, let's listen to Songonauts, episode 2 from the Truth Podcast, right here on the Sonic Society. Give us the essence. It's found us last time on Songonauts. You've got to get to another song! Sammy, look out! Whatever you do, don't! Close the door, quick! Okay, just to recap, Doc, Penny, and JoJo got a magical drum machine in the mail. And when they play music together, it transports them into their songs. It came from a mysterious guy named Sammy, who we just heard devoured by something called anti-music. And now anti-music is beating down the door of their garage. We have to play a song. What song are we going to play? Who cares what song? Just anything. Play something now. Start the drum machine. Hit it, Buzzkill. Stick around to find out what happens next. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and this is The Truth. The Truth. Before we get to that, we have a few announcements. The Truth is going on hiatus for the summer. We're going to be back in September. Um, The big reason for that is because we have a new addition to The Truth family. Uh, Her name's Sadie. She's now, as of this recording, she's four weeks old. And uh, she's beautiful and perfect, and we've been taking lots of pictures of her. And so I decided to get prints of them made by Fracture. They're a company that's been sponsoring our show for the past few episodes, and they print digital photos directly onto glass. And so I sent them a few photos of Sadie, and I made a recording of the day they arrived. Oh, oh, aren't those beautiful? My dad and stepmother were here. They're beautiful. They honestly look better than the digital photo and they look great on the wall they came ready to hang right out of the box 
And so what I did, just so you guys all could see what Fracture can do, and also so you could see my new baby girl, uh, we put pictures on the Songonauts page of the Truth website. Just go to songonauts.com and scroll down a little, and you'll see the photographs of my new baby girl, Sadie. You can learn more about how Fracture brings your photos to life at fracture.me. We're also supported today by Parachute. We made a little jingle for them. Going to bed is so much more comfy with a great set of sheets. And that's what Parachute makes. Shop online at parachutehome.com slash truth for new sheets, duvets, and other bedding essentials. And receive $25 off your first order by using the offer code truth. That's parachutehome.com slash truth and save by using the offer code truth. Okay, here we go. This is episode two of Song of Knots. No. We have to play a song. What song are we gonna play? Who cares what song? Just anything, play something now. Start the drum machine. Hit it, buzzkill. Holy cow, good God. What the heck is going on? Don't look, I don't know. Holy moly, go, go. Stand up, run around. Any sound, any sound. Hey, ho, what you need? Gotta be, it's gotta be. We got to get away. But where we gonna go, 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 go? Where we gonna go? Where we gonna go? Where we gonna go? Where we gonna go? Somewhere where there's nobody from my That worked. Where are we? We're on a train. Oh, God, look out the window. There's a big black cloud following the train. The anti-music. And it's, guys, it's chasing us. That's crazy. It's not gaining on us at all. It's almost like it's standing still. Where are we gonna go? Where are we gonna go? Maybe we should be a little more specific with the lyrics next time. At least we got away? Buzzkill, do you know how to get us home? No, wait, why do you want to go home? I mean, it's home. We have to go home. But didn't you just hear what Sammy said? Jojo, what? None of this is real. This is too crazy. But this feels real. How do we know it's not? I'm real. It's all real. And Sammy needs our help. We can't just give up. How can this be real? We're on a train hurling through a song, going to God knows where, being chased by a giant hissing black cloud. We think going home is the only thing that makes sense. She is right. Who's going to feed Encyclopedia Frown? He'll be fine. The garage is full of mice. And we have the showcase next month? Oh, man, the showcase. Guys, forget about the showcase. We have to save this song of hers. How are we even supposed to do that? We've just been going from song to song, running away from anti-music, which, you know, by the way, we know almost nothing about. We can figure it out. Buzzkill, can you please stop playing with a drum machine? I'm not playing with anything. You're hitting the cowbell button. That's a cowbell? It's making that sound on its own. Here, let me see. That's weird. Guys, it's blinking. But what is What's the, Which one is blinking? It's a button on the machine. It says V-O-X. V-O-X. Well, what's a Vox sound like? I don't know. Buzzkill, can you hit the button? Okay. Hello? Hello? Hello, Rock Bottoms. Can you hear me? Uh, hello? Oh, is that Penny? What? Yes? Who is this? Maybe this will help. 
We were singing till the sun came up, hoping for the best. Oh my gosh, is that Lainey Duncan? Like the Lainey Duncan? No way. What's a Lainey Duncan? Come on, how can you not know who Lainey Duncan is? She's a huge pop star, Buzzkill. Okay. Now I know this is a dream. No, it's not a dream. It's real. The song of verse is real. Have you um, met Sammy yet? Hang on, you know Sammy? Something happened to him. Yeah, I heard. The anti-music. You all must be so scared. I'm pretty scared. Yeah. We just want to go home. Here's what we need to do. If you sing a cover of one of my songs, I can meet you in the song of verse, and once we're together, I can help you get home. You can do that. Think you can handle... Baby, you know it's mine. Ooh. As a matter of fact, my first band was a Lainey Duncan tribute band. So. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> it's actually kind of convenient if you stop and think about well, it. Well, don't stop and think about it. Just play it, okay? I'll meet you there. Okay, wait, hang on. How are we hearing your voice right now? Through your magical drum machine. I get that, but how... Just but... sing the song. I'll see you soon. Okay, baby. Well, she did say she could help us get home. We can't go home. We can't just abandon Sammy. He's counting on He's us. He's counting on us for what? To keep running away from anti-music? Uh, no. Well, maybe we can get Lainey Duncan to sing a song for our post-rock opera. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, it might be worth a shot. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> okay, lay down a beat, Buzzkill. 100 BPM. Okay. Song belongs to everyone. We were singing till 
No problem, Miss Duncan. Lainey Duncan? Where did you come from? Welcome to Baby You Know It's Mine. Is that really you? Oh, it's all real, baby. Miss Duncan, uh, I can't thank you enough for all the music you've made. Oh, that's sweet. After I broke up with my first boyfriend, I would go into my room and put on balance out of whack, and it, it saved me. Your music saved me. And then I saw you perform live at the Echo Music Hall. Oh, how was I? It was a religious experience. It changed my entire conception of what music could be. Okay, she really likes your music. We have to go. Anti-music is going to be here any minute. Oh, honey, you don't need to worry about anti-music. We, we don't? Mm-mm. Look up in the hills. That's a lot of windmills. They're not windmills. Those are my fans. Oh, your fans. When you've got a big hit song, your fans blow back the dark cloud of anti-music. So that's where the word fan comes from. I thought it was from the word fanatic. Just go with it. You know what? It feels like the morning breeze is picking up. Why don't we uh, take a step into my studio, guys? Wow, this recording studio is... Pretty cool, right? Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> is this where you make all of your albums? No, I haven't been back here in years. When you used your drum machine to play my song, you summoned me back. That's what happens when you play a cover song in the Songiverse. Let's do a Tom Waits song next. What was up with that lawyer outside? Well, it's just Virgil. Sorry to put you through that. It's a lot harder to earn a living now than it was back in the day when selling records really meant something. Right. You realize I had to start a Patreon? What? what? A Patreon. What's a Patreon? Oh, it's a subscription-based payment system for fans to support artists? Yeah, we have one. Well, that just doesn't seem right to me. I mean, you have hit songs. You're huge. I mean, you should be a millionaire. Yeah, I know, right? Now I have to live like an obscure indie band. Ugh, oh. I hear you, sister. <laughs> yeah. It used to be when you got a record contract, the label put you up in penthouses, drive you around in limos, you'd sit in mm. first class. Nowadays, success means constant hustle. You guys don't know how lucky you are not to be successful. I mean that. Now let's get you kids home. Let me see the drum machine. Oh, uh, Buzzkill uh, Buzz has it. 
not gonna happen. Come on, Pascal. Don't be rude. I'm the drummer. But Lainey needs the drum machine so we can go home. But how can I be your drummer if you go home? Aw, Buzzkill. Listen, a band as obscure as the Rock Bottoms doesn't have a place in the Songiverse. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, no, it's not a bad thing to be obscure. You're much better off, really. You can do what feels right. You can create what you want to and not worry about what anybody thinks. Now, let's have a look at that drum machine. It's mine. But baby, you know it's mine. Wait a second. Just give it to me. Uh, what makes you think we'll, we'll be obscure? Yeah, um, I don't know if you've heard it, but we've got a thing called the Cookie Duck Dance. Yeah, Cookie Duck Dance has three million views on YouTube. No, 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 don't take it the wrong way, baby. There's a place for everyone. But the song of verse is meant to be for bands with more mainstream potential. But Sammy said we needed to stay and fight anti-music. And what's so bad about anti-music? Uh, it's dark and it's scary and it sends things to obscurity. What's wrong with that? We need to weed out the bad songs so the good songs can thrive. If a song is good enough, the fans will keep anti-music away. What do you mean? baby, you know it's mine. Why does she keep singing like that? I'm not sure. Just give it to me. So only songs with tons of fans get to survive? How is that fair? God, I just want to make things simple again. Impress a record company executive, become rich and famous, and anti-music will make that happen. It'll be better for everyone, trust me. I kind of like the egalitarian nature of that. You're gonna leave here empty, I'm gonna drive you crazy. Why do you keep singing? Because it's mine, just give it to me. Why isn't this working? What are you trying to do? She's trying to take control. No. This is my song, and that's my drum machine, now give it to me. You're gonna have to take it from us. Don't let her have it, Buzzkill. (laughs) Baby, you know it's mine. What's going on? You've come undone. Who do you think you are? This is a cover song. I sang the lyrics, so the me in the song is me, and the you in the song is you. If you don't stop, I'll bring back Virgil. You're gonna leave here empty. Virgil! I'm gonna drive you crazy. Yes, Miss Duncan? Confiscate the drum machine. It's mine. Failure to comply will result in jail time or fines up to one billion dollars. To me, you could be anyone. This song belongs to everyone. Well, if the song belongs to everyone, I'm not sure we have a case, Miss Duncan. I'll just bring in better lawyers. I have an endless supply. Cease and desist. Cease and desist. Guys, we have to do something. Let's get an isolation group. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go. Cease and desist. Cease and desist. What the heck was that? I really thought she'd be more supportive of our work. What a buzzkill. We need to find a song with no anti-music and, God, no lawyers. Are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? No. No. Do you have a better idea? Uh. Hit it, Buzzkill. Duck, duck, line up. All the ducks get ready. This is exactly what I was afraid of. Hey, ducks. 
They want cookies from us? I'd like a cookie. We don't have any cookies. Why is it looking at me? They're cute. Get off me. They speak English. It's biting my foot. Cookie, 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 cookie. The song is even more annoying in the song of Earth. Cookie, 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 cookie. Can the rock bottoms defeat any music, save their songs from obscurity, and finally find their way home? Or will they be devoured by ducks? Find out on the next episode of Songonauts. Doc, Penny, and JoJo, they're in a band that's a going to no, no, nowhere. So they find a drum machine that transports them and in their songs. Now they've got to make their way through the words and the rhythm and the melody. They're the Songonauts. They're the song, song, Songonauts. Out in the song of verse that they're lost in the song. Songonauts, Episode 2, with Jonathan Mann as Jojo, Elena Skopitos as Penny, Bianca Casasol as Doc, Tom Ligon as Buzzkill, Dan Farrell as Virgil, and Amy Warren as Lainey Duncan. Songonauts was created by Jonathan Mann and me, Jonathan Mitchell. We also wrote today's episode with Pat Shea. All the songs were written by Jonathan Mann, and it was produced and directed by me, Jonathan Mitchell. You can learn more about our show at our website, thetruthpodcast.com. We also have a special web address for this series, songonauts.com. And if you want to support Songonauts and the Truth by advertising on our show, send an email to sponsor at prx.org. The Truth is a part of Radiotopia from PRX, a collective of some of the world's best story-driven podcasts, including Theory of Everything by Benjamin Walker. In his latest episode, he finds out what's really in a glass of craft beer. So these are not bitter or bracing. They're just like... Gummy bear juice. Yeah, gummy bear juice. (laughs) You can hear Theory of Everything and all the shows on Radiotopia at radiotopia.fm. Radiotopia from PRX is made possible with support from the Knight Foundation and by MailChimp, who celebrate creativity, chaos, and teamwork. Our associate producer is Carrie Caston. Our interns are Hannah Herr and Shelby Elatmani. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing the truth. Quack, quack. Cookie. 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 Honestly, if I was naked, I would Cookie. think I was in a nightmare. Cookie. 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 Quack, quack. Cookie. Radiotopia. From PRX. My name is Gene Reynolds, and I'm currently the only crew member aboard the cargo ship Rydeen. Approximately two hours ago, we docked with an automatic refueling station, which turned out to be some kind of trap. The station exploded, disabling the ship, and 
killing all but one of the crew. The only reason I'm still here is because I was on the bridge. And I'm currently trapped here. Engines are gone, communications are gone, life support has been damaged and has automatically shut itself off in all sections bar the bridge. The emergency procedure being it only keeps air in the sections where there's life. So at least I know we're not on fire. I am assuming that whomever put that trap there will be back at some point. I don't know what happens then. In the meantime, I guess here I am, floating in a tin can. Give me a damage report and a systems check. Ah, right. Sensors are down. Great. So, first priority is to get the sensors back online. Then I can work out what needs doing. And if anyone else is nearby. Good news is that it's only a couple of sections away. The bad news is that because the sensors are down, can't tell if there's been a hull breach or not. So there could be a big hole on the other side of this door. Wish me luck. Retroactively. <sighs> Computer, restore shipwide oxygen levels to normal. Specify. Computer, restore oxygen levels between the bridge and the sensor station? Not even that, huh? Right. Computer, adjust life support to follow my signal. Oh, of course. Sensors are down. Computer, adjust life support, bridge, section 01, 50%. Computer, adjust life support, section 01, 100%. That's not going to get boring in a hurry. Computer, is there any chance you could tell me if there's a big hole in the ship on the other side of this door? Worth a try. Computer, adjust life support. Sensor station, section 01, 50%. Oh, come on, come on. <sighs> Computer, belay that command. Right. The door is jammed. <sighs> Computer, new log entry. So... The door to the sensor station is jammed. Which means either there's a hull breach in the sensor station, or the door is just jammed. Either way, I can't get through the door. 
going via the cargo bay is that I'll have to adjust the gravity settings so I don't fall through the hatch and break everything. And the gravity settings on this ship are something I don't know very well. And on top of that, the people who set the trap could return at any moment and I wouldn't know they were there until they were standing right in front of me. So. That's just... great. Cargo bay. Computer, adjust life support, section 01, 100%. Now, uh, which floor panel? Computer, open access hatch, section 01. There it is. Oh. Ah, uh, computer lights access to 01. Just gravity levels to fifty percent. Okay, guess that feels okay. Computer, adjust life support section zero one in cargo bay fifty percent. Computer, open cargo bay roof access hatch zero one. Okay, okay, falling slowly. That's okay. That's fine. Computer adjust life support, cargo bay, 100%. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh. You think they'd have a ladder or something? Oh! 
Where's the... Computer, open cargo bay roof, access hatch zero, 04. I wonder... Uh, computer, extend access tunnel 4 ladder? I see. Give it a just like support, med bay 50%. Give it open med bay access hub. Computer adjust life support, med bay 100%. On second thoughts, maybe the ladder wasn't so great after all. Whew. Commuter, just asking again if there's any way you can tell me if there's a big hole in the sensor station. I thought so. Computer new log entry. I'm in the med bay. I'm about to enter the sensor station. I don't know if there's a hull breach, so this is either my final log entry or I'm about to be horribly embarrassed. If this does end up being my last log. This was a good ship. With the best crew this side of the nine systems. But the universe is the way it is, whether we like it or not. As the captain always used to say. And one error of judgment or one misstep in trust can destroy everything. See you on the other side. Computer end log. Disabling the ship and and killing all but one of the crew. An invisible dot on an invisible dot. First priority is to get the sensors back online. The door is jammed. Cargo bay. Ah. An invisible dot on an invisible dot. 
I'm in the med bay. I don't know if there's a hull breach, so this is either my final log entry or I'm about to be horribly embarrassed. See you on the other side. In the meantime, I guess here I am, floating in a tin can. So, so that wasn't my last log, which is somewhat, somewhat embarrassing. Somewhat embarrassing. But I'd uh, rather be embarrassed than, you know, dead. We have sensors now, mostly. The navigation computer was damaged beyond repair, but everything else I managed to get working again. So I know what's inside and outside the ship. I just have no way of knowing where in the universe I am. It's a minor problem. Oh, also, computer, adjust life support to follow my signal. Hmm. The news that is both good and bad is that because the sensors are working, I can see what needs doing on the ship. The fuel cells are completely gone, meaning I'm not going anywhere fast. It seems the explosion took out the fuel cells overloaded the majority of the electronics and burned through all the center aft sections from the fuel bay to the mess. Just from looking at the readouts, I have a better idea of what happened. So, I guess, for the record, this is what happened to the riding. Captain Jem Prunty, Chief Engineer Tasha Lavar, and Engineer Simon Laurie. We approached the station, Believing it to be a regular automatic refueling outpost, I did the relevant checks. We are ready to begin docking if you are, guys. I'm in the fuel bay. Ready when you are, Gene. We initiated standard docking dock, procedure. Captain. Very good. Begin docking procedure. Aye, Captain. Came in Bring steadily. Sorry, how's our approach? Procedure-wise, everything went smoothly. Coming in a little fast. Injector Cash bending. I'm on it. Connecting power. engines for refuel. Five, All We're in. Fuel injector connected. Docking procedure complete, Captain. Very good, everyone. Once we'd docked with the station, something seemed a little bit odd. Everything okay? Yeah, it's just, um... I'd figured it was just an old outpost. Usually with refueling stations you get a guide signal to help you in, but I wasn't really getting anything. And Captain, we that's have a when problem. things started to go wrong. Jen, the station's been tampered with. The fuel cells are being overloaded. Can you stop it? We'll try. I reckon we've got about 10 minutes before we go critical. I'm on my way. I wanted to go. No, we may need to leave in a hurry. Stay on the bridge. So Captain Prunty headed for the fuel bay while I stayed on the bridge. All I could really do was continue to monitor the station. Gene, were there any discrepancies on the sensor scan? I mean, I wasn't getting I much of a guide signal. Lack of a guide I signal. assumed it was an old station. You didn't think to report that before we started docking. I just thought... Now's not the time for this discussion. Zai, I need you back in engineering. You and Jean keep the engines hot. We may need to make a break for it. I'm on my way. Assuming we get out of this alive, we can ascertain blame later. Encouraging. Jean. Sorry, continuing to monitor. Jean, are you getting any more readings from the station? Only usual refueling activity, though. Everything seemed to be running over capacity. The readings were all quite high. Any chance of cascade failure? I wouldn't rule it out at this point. We were running out of time. Fuel was still being pumped into the bays and the docking clamps had jammed themselves. Sai, how much fuel have we got in the engines? 15%. I haven't loaded anything new in. 
Tasha's plan was to burn out the fuel in the engines in one burst and then simultaneously jettison the fuel pods. It sounded risky. We'll have more of a chance out in space than being strapped to a bomb. Side Jean, prepare for an afterburn boost. Tash, you're with me, prepare to jettison the fuel pods. I had never done an afterburn jump before. I programmed one into a simulation once and was told it was illegal and highly dangerous, but under the circumstances. Jean, Sai, we're ready to eject the fuel pods, prepare for jump. You might want to hold up to something. Captain, I'm detecting a massive surge throughout the station. Tash, jettison the fuel pods. Afterburn jump. Now. The station exploded, creating a hull breach in the fuel section as the detached fuel pods overloaded and detonated. The captain and Tash, the chief engineer, were sucked out into space. The engines, their cycle interrupted, also overloaded and burned out. I think that's what killed Sai. The explosion rocked the ship and knocked me out. And now I'm here. I don't quite think I've processed it yet. There was the initial shock, but Captain Prunty's training and everything I learned at the academy kicked in, and in my head, I thought there's a problem with the ship and it needs to be fixed. I think I think that's all I can keep doing, I guess. Just keep working on getting out of here. Everything else can wait. Computer, begin regular external scans every two minutes. Alert me if any ships are detected. That should give me a bit of warning. Right. Computer, shipwide readout, interior and exterior. Yes, good. That still works. Hang on a minute. That's... How it... Computer, rescan the pod bay. Computer, scan pod bay 5 for physical objects. Where... where is... Computer, scan external region 1. Region 2? There's a small anomaly in the scans. There's an escape pod missing. But there's nothing in the immediate area around the ship to suggest it was blown loose in the explosion. I don't know if it's a sensor malfunction. It shouldn't be a sensor malfunction, but the only other option is that it was jettisoned, which is impossible, I think. It is impossible. Must be a sensor malfunction. Computer, run a diagnostic on the internal sensors. I thought I'd fully fixed the relay. Guess Tash was right, you can never completely fix anything. No malfunction. Guess I'm gonna have to go down there. Computer, adjust. Oh wait. Never mind. Could someone have survived? Maybe they'd worked out the possibility that it wouldn't work and had secretly prepared the escape pond.
I mean, if they were doing that, they wouldn't have told me. The bridge is too far away from the pod bay. Maybe they... Maybe they knew I'd survive. At the very least, they'd know I'd have a better chance of surviving the blast. I didn't hear Tash say anything while we were preparing to jump. Maybe she was in the pod bay. Maybe she made it out. If she made it out, she could be using the pod's thrusters to make it back to the ship. Then she could help get the riding moving again. Wow. The mess is a... mess. I'll need to get this cleaned up. It's entirely possible that Tash made it out, and she's on her way back now, and we can both get out of here. The pod's still here. Well, half of it is. It, it would appear the blast loosened the launch mechanism and took half of one of the pods in the explosion. So the sensors thought it was rubble from the station and thought the pod had launched. They're gone. They're just gone. episode of Tin Can, Elizabeth Clutterbuck played Captain Prunty, Rowan Burkett played Tash, and Roger Best played Sai. Tin Can is created by David Devereaux. Thank you for listening. And that's this week's show. Please do contact us on Twitter at Jack J. Ward, or you can contact me at AstroTour2010, or you can join us at the Facebook group, that's Audio Drama Radio Drama Lovers, or indeed Sonic Society. Sign up for the Electric Vicuna podcast on DramaPod for our original works. Email us your memories of the Sonic Society at sonicsociety at gmail.com. And we'll see you right here next week on The Society. Where fantasy swords clash and magical spells sparkle. A hook! A definite hook. Yep. Until then, I'm David Alt. <laughs> and I'm Jack Ward. Good night. Good night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening.
This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. (gasps) Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is, Daddy-O. Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour. And now there's... Twisted Pulp Magazine! (laughs) What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! Whoa! Dad, this looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome! You definitely have that right, my good man! (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy! And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine! Available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere! Or at digitalvaudeville.com! That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.